Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, June 22nd, 2021, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, simply the best dentist that there is, my dentist the last 28 years. Make him your dentist today. 317-849-2933 are the numbers you put in to reach Dr. Mike O'Neill. Hit, uh, if you like the video, hit like. Do me a favor. Thank you. Very nice of you. Let's talk about sports. Draft lottery tonight for the NBA. The Indiana Pacers, they got a chance, a 1% chance of landing the number one pick. They would, in all likelihood, take Cade Cunningham, number one overall. The number two pick, they got a 1.1% chance of landing. The number three pick, they got a 1.2% chance. And the fourth pick, a 1.4% chance. So in total, a 4.8% chance of netting a top four pick. They've also got a chance, a small chance, like a 2% chance of dropping to the 14th overall pick from the 13th. The vast majority of likelihoods, of of possibilities, lead the uh, Pacers into that 13th slot in the NBA draft, which is just about five weeks away. Nancy Leonard is going to represent the Pacers at the NBA draft. Hopefully she brings the kind of good luck uh, that she did to Slick's life and to the Indiana Pacers when she was the GM of the Pacers back when they were part of the ABA. Uh, Nancy Leonard, one of, the, one of the classiest people, one of the nicest people you're ever going to meet in your life. If anybody deserves some kind of love from, from the man upstairs as the draft lottery is adjudicated, it's Nancy Leonard. Um, like I said, Cade Cunningham, 6'8 point guard, he would be a guy who would help the Pacers make over this. I know it's a 1% chance, so it's way unlikely. But the Pacers haven't had any luck in in the draft in a long time. Whether it was man-made luck in taking a guy like T.J. Leaf over a guy like John Collins, or just happenstance luck where they wound up drafting where they were supposed to instead of moving up in the lottery. You know what? The Pacers need a little bit of luck. They haven't drafted in the top nine since the 80s, for God's sake. Please, Nancy, bring the Pacers some luck. Um, let's talk about the Colts for a second. Then we'll come back to the Pacers. But the Colts, they need some things to go right in order to win 12 games. And the odds of all these things going right, uh, not real good. All right, Carson Wentz, what are the odds he's going to be able to play 16 games at a high level? Last year, he played 12 games, started all 12 games. He was relatively healthy. However, He led the NFL in interceptions and in sacks in just 12 games. He's got to be better. The offensive line that he plays behind is going to be much better with the Colts than it was last year with the Eagles, and his weapons are going to be much more dynamic and healthy than they were with the Eagles in all likelihood. Got to get Paris Campbell back healthy. You get Paris Campbell back healthy, this whole thing starts to make sense. You start to become very, very dynamic as an offense with Paris Campbell being healthy along with Michael Pittman and his ascension 
as a wide receiver, and hopefully T.Y. Hilton able to maintain his health and play one more really good year for the Indianapolis Colts. You've got to have Eric Fisher get to health as a left tackle for this team. Recovering from that torn Achilles, he's got to get better. If he's healthy, that offensive line is good. If Sam Tevy is a left tackle, ay ay ay, not so good. You're going to have to have somebody stay in and, and block on that side. Help out Sam Tevy. You can't leave him out there on an island like you would with Eric Fisher or like you did for 10 years with Anthony Costanzo. Uh, and Frank Reich, got to get lucky. You know what? If if fourth and two on your own 40 is a strong go, according to their their math wizards, and the Colts do go, guys going to have to execute and pick up that fourth and two. Or else it's a turnover, right? Can't have that. Reich has got to be right more often than he's not as he follows the advice of the statisticians who are up in the press box. Those things all happen. Colts got a chance to win 12. None of those things happen. Colts got a chance to win seven or eight. I think the bare minimum they're going to win is eight games. But the tale's going to be told in the first five. We're going to have a pretty good sense of what this team is after the first five games. They've got the Seahawks and the Rams both at home. And then they've got the Titans, Dolphins, and Ravens all on the road. That is a murderer's row to start this season. If the Colts wind up 3-2 and two after that stretch, you got to feel real good about them. They wind up 0-5, obviously. <laughs> Why, you feel terrible. 0-5 is, is not a way to start a season, even with a 17-game season, to get to the playoffs. You don't want to start 0-5. Uh, the Pacers coaching job, the Indianapolis Star asked the question, is this a coveted job among coaches who are out of work and looking for a gig? Like, uh, anybody would take it if that's all that's given, Right. You'd rather make $2 million a year than not make $2 million a year coaching basketball. So you take it, but when compared to the other jobs that are available, like Portland, like Orlando, like uh, uh, Washington, like New Orleans, is this a coveted spot? You've got all five starters returning under contract, potentially. Some might be traded. One might be traded. None might be traded but all are coming back under contract. However, that's not entirely a good thing because there are problems in that locker room that led to Nate McMillan being fired. Guy, Obviously, the guy can coach. His team is now in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? So he can coach a little bit. Got fired because he couldn't win in the postseason and because there were problems in that locker room, so they hired Nate Bjorkren. Ay, 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 ay. More problems in the locker room. Complete lack of respect. Mutiny against Nate Bjorkren, so he's gone. So how do you feel about your prospects coming in, knowing this, that if this team underperforms again, it's not just going to be perhaps you that's gone, but your boss is likely to lose his job. This is not the most stable of situations. Now, if tonight, if the Pacers, if they wind up someplace in the top four of the 2021 NBA draft, you start to think, okay, if they wind up with the top pick, if they beat the odds and they hit that 100-to-1 pick where they're going to get Caden Cunningham, all of a sudden this looks real sexy. This becomes a really good job in the short term and the long term and would become coveted by everybody involved. You would vault maybe from seventh on the pecking order of, of this job being really, really attractive to number one. 
if, if the Pacers, if Nancy Leonard can bring some luck, some Terre Haute Gerstmeyer luck, some Indiana University luck, some Indiana Pacers luck to the Pacers in this thing and get the Pacers a pick that they haven't enjoyed in a long time. That locker room's a problem. And Kevin Pritchard's going to have to figure it out, and he's going to have to move pieces to make that thing harmonious or bring in a coach who is going to instantly command the respect of everybody within that locker room. Um, tonight, the Suns going to try to take a 2-0 lead against the Clippers. Before you get all fat and happy, those of you like me who root against Paul George at every turn, uh, you know what? The Clippers have been down 2-0 in their first two playoff series. Now, going down 2-0 to the Suns, a little bit different from going down 2-0 to the Mavericks, right? However, the Clippers have shown themselves very, very capable of coming back. We'll see. We don't know whether Chris Paul's going to play tonight and Kawhi Leonard still on the shelf for the Clippers. We'll see when he uh, is available to play. He is a strange dude, man. He is otherworldly talented. However, some issues. Um 76ers coach Doc Rivers says that they got a plan for Ben Simmons to become a better shooter. You know what? If Ben Simmons was going to become a better shooter, he'd become a better shooter. He's 25 years old. He's on schedule over the next four years to earn $140 plus million guaranteed to not be a very good shooter. What is going to compel him to become a better shooter? What is going to compel him to adhere to the plans of Doc Rivers and the Philadelphia 76ers to become a better shooter. Why would he do it? Bad shooter, he's going to make $140 million. Good shooter, he's going to make $140 million. If he had the intestinal fortitude to get into a gym and become a better shooter, or the athletic ability to get into a gym and become a better shooter, would he not have done that by now? Would he not have done that when he was 16, 17, 18 years old? Granted, like 25 of 73 hitting 34% from the line, that that's crazy bad. And he was a 60% regular season free throw shooter and has been throughout his career. So the, the 34% was a bit of an anomaly. But in 73 attempts, hitting just 25, that's absolutely pathetic, for God's sake. And, you know what, becoming a better foul shooter, you do that in ways in a gym like, you can have a bad foul shooter get in a rhythm and hit 25 in a row. But doing them two at a time during games, game action, with game pressure, it's a little bit different. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled 9-0 that the NCAA cannot restrict education-related uh, payments to student-athletes. What does that mean for NIL, for name, image, and likeness? What it means is the NCAA is not going to be restrictive because they don't want to face more antitrust lawsuits. Because when the feds and the courts get involved, arguing with the courts is a little bit more difficult than getting Congress or state legislatures to pass legislation that allows you to do what you want or to run your own committees as your own little fiefdom and do what you want in terms of paying guys. So the NCAA is going to be less restrictive than they would have been otherwise. And you can look forward to student-athletes getting paid for their brand value, which they should have been all along. That they aren't. I To not see this as what Neil Gorsuch called it, which is, you know, a cartel 
that and a cartel that argues that it needs to not pay student athletes because fan satisfaction demands that student athletes not get paid that's crazy that just that doesn't hold water it doesn't make sense my god that the NCAA has been uh, in colleges people blame the NCAA it's not the NCAA it's the members of the NCAA the membership that comprises the NCAA they set the rules this isn't Mark Emmert from up on high deciding what's going to happen. But as long as Mark Emmert's making $4 million a year and student-athletes are making nothing, what are we doing? What kind of a conversation is this even to have? Uh, Javi Baez pulled from the Cubs game last night. Cubs lost 4 nothing. Oh, by the way, people talking about Ben Simmons maybe being traded from the 76ers. Who in the hell is going to trade meaningful assets to the Philadelphia 76ers for a guy who's going to make $140 million over the next four years and cannot shoot the basketball. In what world does that make any sense? What could they possibly get back for Ben Simmons? It's outrageous. So was the egregious uh, base running blunder by Javi Baez last night. Cubs losing last night for nothing uh, in the bottom of the fourth. Baez on first, Rizzo hits a fly ball to left, lazy fly ball, definitely going to be caught. And Baez just hauls ass like there are two outs because he thought there were two outs. He lost track of the number of outs. Last time a guy this egregiously lost track of the number of outs, that was Milton Bradley, who with one out caught a fly ball in right and flung the ball into the stands, <laughs> allowing runners to automatically advance. I think one of them scored. Pathetic. You can't have that kind of crap. And so Baez was pulled rightly. There's got to be a consequence. And and for me, if I'm Jed Hoyer and I'm trying to decide, okay, what am I going to do? Javi Baez has gone from being the guy that I would have kept going into this season and not traded as a pending free agent to being absolutely the guy I'm going to trade. Because you can't have that kind of lapse of concentration. You need to play baseball like it means something to you. And, and Javi Baez has not done that. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Uh, Kirk Maddock, happy birthday. Sean Bynum, happy birthday. Caleb Stead, the great Patty England, celebrating a birthday. Philip Walden, happy birthday. Darren Levitz, happy birthday. And Crystal Mills, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Hey, my mom's watching. What do you know? Um, look, here's the deal. Lift each other up. Take the time to make somebody's day a little bit better, a little bit brighter than it would have been otherwise. If you can do that, that's the true, I think that's the, the value that we can bring to each other, right? It's not in terms of money. It's in terms of how we lift each other. And if everybody makes it their business to make life a little bit better today for others than it would have been otherwise, what kind of a fun world would this be, my goodness? Instead of worrying about yours, instead of getting greedy, don't get greedy. Get giving, right? Not with money, but with love, okay? We'll talk to you a little bit later today inside Indiana Sports Now, about 3 o'clock this afternoon.